Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. Did you like that last week super long episode with TV's Buzz Dixon, G.I. Joe's own? Well, I did. So let's not do G.I. Joe for a week because that was a lot to take in. Ask anybody. So we're going to do maybe the most forgettable show in history this week on Knowing is Half the Podcast, the show you're listening to. We're doing foofer. We're we're doing foofer. And I am Ray Stacanis. I've forgotten it already. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. My name is Ray Stacanis. Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ibolito. And yes, to what Gina just said, Gina, what was the deal you saw on Wikipedia about this show? Uh, yeah, so I looked it up on Wikipedia, and uh, in the under the section that says reception, it says in 2014, listing it among 12 1980s animated series that supposedly did not deserve remembrance. IO9 criticized the series, perceiving its premise to be contrived, and remarking that, quote, someone had the gall to think this was cool. And I quote. think that about half the cartoons that we watch. <laughs> So I don't understand how this is anything special. But that's that makes it even worse because that is a that's a pretty sick Wikipedia burn. Uh, that's true. You don't, you don't call usually it forgettable. Not also, since not the, since like a football player gets hit really hard on the field and people change his Wikipedia entry that he died on that hit. Uh, has Wikipedia burned a man so hard? They wrote an article about it, so clearly it is not that forgettable. Uh, no, that to me seems like a thing that they were they were writing the article and someone was like, hey, what's like what's like a pretty bad forgettable cartoon? And like one person in the room mentioned this and everyone said, I have no idea what that even is. And then they each watched like three minutes of it and said, all right, fi- like, fine, put whatever this is on the list because it's terrible. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I did the work that you are unwilling to do. I went to this article and I can tell you the 12 cartoons from the 1980s. No one will ever have nostalgia for. Well, I'd like Uh, to hear this now. You brought it up. Number one, Kissy Fur, which is on our list, by the way. I've never heard of it. So clearly, yes, it's forgettable. We're going to get to it at some point. Number two, Potato Head Kids, Aww, also sure. on our list. I've Aww. seen Potato Head Kids back in the day. Yep, it's bad. Forgettable. Not Cabbage knows. Patch Kids. No, I know. Potato. potato Head Kids. Potatoes and cabbages are different. Are Beverly they, Hills Teens, which we have done. Yeah. 
I remember it, so I disagree with that one. Rude Dog and the Dweebs, which we've, we've done. done. Nope, yeah. never heard of it. We've never done it. We've, we've, <laughs> that's uh, Rob Paulson doing his Dennis Miller impression as Rude Dog. It, uh, it was an interesting and interesting send up. You must have done that one without me. Uh, we'll have to uh, check the archives, but yes, I know we have done this, it. Check we've the spreadsheet. Check the spreadsheet. Uh, bad news, uh, Gina. <laughs> uh, I remember we did it with uh, Ian Z- Zondie. So. Yeah, I was t- Ian, definitely Ian not there. From okay. Sharknado. Fair enough. Uh, number five is Moon Dreamers, which I've never heard of. So never it's going on the list. Wait, on the list. that sounds familiar. It was paired with the My Little Pony series back in the day. Okay. okay. I was going to say, I have a feeling that that's one of those things that maybe I had like one toy of and didn't know what the hell the toy was. Yeah. Yeah. I just looked. It feels the, like I just looked at the toys. 90% of your childhood, uh, honestly, the way you keep <laughs> describing it. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. This looks familiar. And I, I agree because I, I it's I have a vague. Oh, crap. Yes. Either I or someone I know had one of these toys. So I agree. Forgettable. Fair enough. Uh, number six is Denver, the last dinosaur. Oh, on our what? List. We've done it. No, no, nope. we haven't done it. Have we? We've done Denver, the last dinosaur. Absolutely. Yo, oh, wow. I should take it off the list then. <laughs> article sucks because I, I can, I can, I, here's the thing. Mm. I was, if, if we did do Denver, the last dinosaur, I was not there, but I will tell you it's not forgettable because Denver, the last dinosaur, he's my friend and a whole lot more clap, clap. Uh, just to just so you all are caught up with where I am, I specifically pulled up this article and read these off so that Gina would eventually have to say, no, that is incorrect. I do not like this list. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, I got what I needed out of this whole endeavor. I don't see Denver, the last dinosaur on our in our uh, list, but I swear we've done it. So maybe we do need to put it back on the list, Jan. Uh, do it. a do a control F in the spreadsheet for Denver the last dinosaur. Uh, Gina, I got bad news about both the spreadsheet and control F. <laughs> it doesn't do what you think it does. Uh, Dink the last dinosaur is also on our list. No idea what that is. No, that's I'm out about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand how we could do Denver the Last Dinosaur in nineteen eighty eight and Dink the Little Dinosaur in nineteen eighty nine. That is too much. Weird. Maybe it's a spinoff. Like Scrappy Doo. Number eight is uh something that uh I've never heard of. I don't know if you have a uh, Rubik the Amazing Cube. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, we've done multiple Rubik the Amazing Cubes. Mm. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, number nine is Ghostbusters, which is hard because like it is uh, people remember it, but they remember it because it's not the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. So, yeah. But we've done that. Uh, Paw Paws is number 10. We've done that. Oh, yeah. Is-, is that the that's the vaguely racist? Uh, yes. Little bears. Native American. Yeah. 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 Uh, Popeye and Son is number eleven. Popeye and Son is awful. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I I don't remember that, so that tracks. Uh, and, I re- I researched that one a little bit when we did Popeye for Who Would Win, so I'm familiar with it, but it is not worth our time. <laughs> uh, number twelve is Foofer. So and Foofer, there we yeah. go. And Gina, I just did a little uh, dive on the Rude Dog episode. You are almost assuredly not on it, uh, based on any of the clips that I just listened to. Yeah, so, I knew, I knew that. 
<laughs> you don't always know that, Gina. You sometimes know, you sometimes, do but not this remember. time I was pretty sure. I'm usually I'm usually like not sure the other way. Like I'll 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 usually be like, I was there for that, and then it turns out I wasn't. Oh, wait, a little bit into season five. By the way, welcome to season five of Knowing Us Half the Podcast. I'm going to oh, do a little Gina trivia, which is, did this character appear in Deke era G.I. Joe, or is it a Joe name I made up? Uh, that'll be a fun game we play for the series we just finished two seasons of. How memorable was it to Gina? Look, we, I, I am like a, uh, my brain is like the trash of a computer in that every time, once we're done with something, I file it away in the trash of my brain and then I instantly empty that trash. I don't leave, I I don't leave trash lying around in my email and I don't leave it sitting around in my brain. So I could not tell you anything about Deke era GI Joe because it's since been deleted and it cannot be recovered. Gina, I would actually argue that you do that before we start recording that episode. <laughs> who are you? Who are you people? I'm still, I still don't know. That's, uh, yeah, that's something you really need to work on with your therapist maybe, or <laughs> like maybe you need to take a, a, a journey inside yourself. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm I feel just saying, like it's getting about that it time. Would be, it uh. would be a weird Alice in Wonderland-esque journey that I, I don't think I'm a med- mentally prepared for at this time. I mean, considering the things that we have watched on this show. <laughs> That's true. Like this, this, this might constitute torture under the Geneva Convention. <laughs> Wait, you, you, torture, you think Foofer is worse than Deke era G.I. Joe? Oh, without oh, no. a doubt. No, no, no. Without no. a doubt. What? No, no, no. I, I no, would rather watch no way. five no, no. Deke era episodes Look, than Foofer, one. So much Foofer worse. was boring. But yeah. it wasn't bad. It was just like, why does this exist? But I wasn't like actively mad at it. Uh, I often was mad just for wasting my time. I think that was the basic. No, I was like it. actively mad at Deke, Deke era G.I. Joe. Like Deke era G.I. Joe is like is like dating and a guy who's abusive. Foofer is like dating a guy who's boring. You kind of hate them both. But like one is actively evil. I guess Deke era G.I. Joe at least made me feel something, (laughs) which I just appreciate at this point. The thing that uh, Fufa reminded me of most was Strawberry Shortcake. Uh, like oh, that you o- shut the, your mouth. the OG Strawberry Shortcake. Mm. There's a certain vibe to it that is uh, calming. It's not like, you know, like, um, you know, cocaine fueled cartoons where you're like, we gotta go do something. We gotta blow this thing up. Oh, no, here comes the dog. It's like, hey, man, we gotta clean this place up. <laughs> Well, I don't really feel like it. You, we should because otherwise we'll get kicked out. It's like opium right. for children, is what you're saying. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> you know, you talk about the vibe. I mean, I honestly, this show to me is a lot like the Rude Dog show that we watched. Oh, Except just it's because like, they both have dogs. <laughs> well, because they're just dogs who live in a house and then go places. But like Rude Dog, it's like if if the Rude Dog show put down the Surge Cola, it would become Foofer. Yes. One hundred percent. You know, uh, the surge cola is what I have a problem with. Also, it wasn't surge cola. You're thinking of Jolt Cola. Surge was the Mountain Dew ripoff. How dare you? Were I you mean, even born it's still a cola. In the 90s, depending, Ray? depending on what part of the depending on what part of the United States you live in, it's still a Coke. Coke is not a cola. I mean, that's fair. I take it all back, guys. Get me a suit. 
much. <laughs> so let's break down Foo for uh, while we while we have the patience. Uh, Chan, how did you feel about this theme song? Because that was honestly my first thought. Because Gina liked the theme I song, did. unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, and I, I didn't much think anything of it, but it does. It does seemingly classify under your rules for cartoon theme songs. It expressed what was happening in the world. It was way too long. Here's the thing. It was it way too didn't... long. What? I feel yeah, it went on too long. It's the same amount of time as every. It's yeah, I think every minute crazy. of Foofer went on too long. I thought though, it was so. shorter because I was enjoying it. I mean, fair. Can we can we hear a little bit of it, Mr. Clark Chan? The coolest dog I ever knew. He's the best. Above the rest, get ready now, he's coming food. I was walking around my house singing, and he's foofer. <laughs> I enjoyed See, it. I, I sang it to my cats. I think the theme song sets the, the, the tone of we don't care either. I think it really like no one's getting up for this. That's what you get out of the theme song. What? That's what I got out of the show. Look, that's a feel good theme song. They had like it starts out with a, like a lazy Frank Welker voice, just sort of singing, man. And yeah, then all of a sudden that? it gets groovy. I Ray. assumed that was going to be a character on the show, but I don't think they ever appeared. What? It's Foofer. It's Foofer. Who is Frank Welker. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, wait a minute. That same voice singing that is the same voice of Foofer? Yes. Did you watch didn't, the show? Didn't place it. I honestly thought they sounded completely different. What Frank is Welker does so many voices. It's it's the <laughs> most it's like a very distinct, like lazy dog voice. Yeah, Who I are I, you? I didn't get it. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'm tired. Maybe I'm the tired one today. <laughs> yeah, I did not get I, I that at all. I enjoyed this theme song. I thought I when when the whole chorus joins in with and it's foofer, I was digging it. Uh, uh, Chad, I w- I, to to your point, Ray, I did not care for it because it didn't actually. First off, there's not a whole lot going on, but nothing. the setup is that uh, this dog like um, inherits this huge mansion. Uh, and that information, the only oh. relevant piece of information wasn't in the song. I, just, admit, I didn't even know that. I admit I, I did not know what was going on until I read the Wikipedia page. Like I, I was confused about why all of these dogs were in this house together. I thought, do all the dogs just own the house? But it turns out only one dog is allowed to live there. And the, and there is an owner of this house and anytime that owner comes home, the dogs, the one cat, and the mice hide from the owner. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, this this is why this is why I had to read the Wikipedia page because I didn't and we watched the pilot and it's a kid's cartoon. And I just thought, like, okay, so I, I'm not sure what's going on, but Foofer is it, he was born in this mansion. It's 32 Maple Street, and he has this gang of ne'er-do-well dogs and a cat, some of whom are married. They specifically say Hazel and her husband, Fritz Carlos. Yeah. Uh, so somehow these these dogs found uh, someone licensed to marry them. So <laughs> the woman who owns it, who and I thought this was a little bit clever, her name is Mrs. Amelia Escrow, and she's constantly trying to sell the house. So she doesn't okay. actually live there, but she's trying to sell the house. She has a pet chihuahua named Pepe. 
Pepe is enemy to Fufer and his illegal roommates, which I got to say I'm on Pepe's, Pepe's side because Pepe knows that they're squatting there illegally. And uh, Mrs. Escobar Are keeps- you serious? Are you... Are you a landlord bootlicker? Wow. Mrs. Is that what's wow. going on? No, Gina, no dog is illegal. <laughs> first off, thank you. Mrs. Escrow has been trying to sell the sell the house and sell the estate. It's not her house, but yes, it, it is. She dog. owns it. Well, wait, I thought the dog owned it. No, no, she owns the house. She's been trying oh, to see. sell it, mm-hmm. uh, but Fufer and his friends keep sabotaging that. So that's the premise: is that they're squatting there. Anytime she comes to try and sell the house, they do something to prevent the house from being bought. Gotcha. And okay. and Pepe knows that they're there and he keeps trying to expose them, but Mrs. Escrow doesn't know that 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 they're there because they keep hiding. Right. So that's the and by the way, this sounds That's a lot. This sounds that's like a lot. a lot and they do not they do not it is not evident that this is what's going on. They just start with like all of these dogs in this in this house. They each clearly have their own bedroom and they sleep right. on like the human beds and yeah. they're married and there's di- there's like roommate dynamics at work. So I thought that this was like a foster's home for imaginary friends type of situation mm. where like this is just where dogs live. Okay. And I mean, and here's the deal. I just, my only thought is, oh, so it's just a bunch of dogs squatting in a house. So I got the vibe, I guess, without even realizing I got it. And th- so this is the pilot. This is how they introduce the world of Foofer to the, uh, the the public at large. And it opens with a bunch of rats and a hose being like, we're going to go do a thing. Okay. It cuts to a dog who can't sleep. This dog is Fritz Carlos. He is married to Hazel, another dog. And he's concerned because he's having dreams that he's losing his hair. And then they cut from, yes. By the way, very weird premise for a kid's cartoon. Yeah. That like, that for the pilot of a cartoon, it's anxiety over getting older and losing your hair. I don't know Um, who sold that plot, but it (laughs) is the strangest kid's cartoon plot I have seen. Uh, uh, hair club for men was definitely a thing at this time and it had percolated down. It was so culturally, um, uh, um, uh, ubiquitous that like children knew what that was. I so this... the idea of a guy being, you know, also it's the eighties where people are like super vain and, you know, always worried about things like that. So that all makes sense. It's also very weird that like a couple of the dogs have human hair on their heads. That's the part that's weird to me. Yes. And like a couple <laughs> of them don't like, I, like I don't, I want them to agree on the reality of this world. Do the dogs look like dogs? Cause there's also a part where like some of the dogs are standing on their hind legs and using their front paws as hands. And then there's like a part where Foofer is just holding shit with his mouth and not using his front paws because he's walking on all fours. It's just a very I need them to agree on the reality of this world. But I he's got you. prehensile teeth. There's nothing wrong with that. It totally <laughs> makes sense. But I maintain that like little kids don't get the anxiety that grown men have over losing their hair. Like I feel like 
if there was an episode down the line that dealt with like the one of the female dogs eggs getting old. So she's trying to decide <laughs> if she should like freeze her eggs or oh, just, no, 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 no. just, you know, like get fertility treatments and she has anxiety over her eggs getting too old. That would be equally as weird as no, this. You're talking to a kid who was getting ulcers in the fifth grade. <laughs> anxiety is absolutely a thing that kids understand. I, mean, I, I maintain not about losing their hair. Uh, like you, you, you're just like, oh, okay. Well, first off, this character Fritz Carlo is based on a uh, uh, Billy Crystal SNL character. Right. So we're already talking about something that isn't um, uh, <laughs> necessarily relevant to a child mindset. But I think they understand that this uh, crazy character is concerned about this, you know, thing. And he's, he's obviously very vain. Cause like the, uh, it ends up the, uh, his mustache gets cut off. They'll know what a mustache is. So like, they get it. They get it. I, just, ma- just I maintain that much. it's, it's weird. And it's weird for a pilot. Like, especially if they're, especially with the setup that I just gave of they're squatting in this house and Mrs. Escrow is trying to sell it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a weird pilot that has nothing to do with any of that. It's just, That's it's thing. just Fritz Carlos keeps having, can't sleep because he's having anxiety dreams about losing his hair. And they're all like, I don't know. We got to get him over this. Otherwise he's never going to sleep again. Let's hypnotize him, I guess. <laughs> That's so this is my, and Gina, you're, you're, you're hitting exactly what I want to talk about here. This is the pilot to introduce the show. This is a show called Foofer about a dog central character named Foofer. And we open with a bunch of rats getting a hose. And then we have a long section with Fritz Carlos and Hazel and him having a dream of losing his hair. And then we go room by room to introduce every character by showing them asleep. And I just wrote here, this is an interesting episode one choice. It's not exactly driving the action or telling us who these characters really are in any kind of a meaningful way. And we still haven't met Foofer yet. Like, what is happening here? This is an ensemble show. Also, as I stated before, it's a very chill show. (laughs) You know what? You know, we'll get to it. We'll meet everybody. It's going to be fine, man. It feels very half-assed. Oh, exceptionally. So the rats end up hosing the one cat who lives in the house who freaks out. Everybody wakes up at this point. They go out into the hallway and we find out that Fritz Carlos has gone downstairs to watch TV. He's watching a Cowboys and Indians movie to fall asleep to, hopefully. And he's watching it very, very loudly, which I can't say anything about because I've also been a terrible roommate in this regard as well. Uh. well I was going to say that that's a thing that like old men do. And to to Gina's point, like, yeah, this is sort of like a, um, uh, I, I think the reason why kids would understand it is because they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's like my what my dad does. Um, but you're telling me that you have always been a dad. Like even when you had roommates, Chan, you've and, heard my jokes or for decades. always been a dick. That's I mean, definitely uncaring, I would say, is, is on the table. Um, I'm the one, you know, who would play Modern Warfare at one in the morning without he- headphones. I was oh, here's the Lord. here's the difference. Here's the difference both between me and Ray and <laughs> and Ray and women. Uh, when I was in college, I was so I was so concerned with keeping my roommate awake and i had a roommate who went to bed at like nine and this was this was like 
desktop desktop computers only didn't have a laptop so I, I there were times when i needed to work on a paper and i would turn the brightness on my monitor all yep. the way down to where yep. i almost could not see just because i didn't want to keep i didn't want the light to keep my roommate awake that dorm wife i'm all about that i remember yeah ray, ray clearly does doesn't he's in a <laughs> drunken haze the whole time surely I, I lived in a dorm with either uh, people that weren't there or with extremely weak-willed people. Those are the people I lived in a dorm with. So I won both uh, occasions. Oh, I had I had terrible roommates, and I still did these things. I had roommates who had sex right next to my head, and I still Here. did these types of things. Now, wait a minute now. So, you, wait a minute. Was, was there a wall separating anything, or just like there was banging happening right there what next to you? kind of? dorms did you say in that there's a they're big enough to have a wall separating you there are some quad type dorms in some of the larger schools and i know you went to penn state where it's there's like a central commons area and bathroom and then there's like four separate bedrooms spinning off of that nope that is not uncommon for many college campuses you, uh, college campuses on tv shows maybe <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that they were just fucking right there with you in the room oh yeah yes oh that my is, god oh wow yes well, like i said i had some far. terrible roommates but i was still very considerate <laughs> i don't know why if they're fucking right next to you <laughs> that's that's a bit much that seems that seems too too far i don't know i feel like this one's your fault gina yeah, I you should have really clamped that one down, I think. Right. You were too considerate. Uh, Yeah, I would definitely do. Gina of today would do things a lot differently. Okay, you know me. what? That's fair. That's She fair, would join fair, in, fair. so that's... <laughs> yeah. yeah I, no, I would definitely, in the middle of the night, say in a very creepy, creepy voice, is this a solo party or could anyone join? <laughs> <laughs> you got any sloppy seconds for Gina here? Mmm... <laughs> anti-like i would wait until i heard that they were getting close and then i would say not long now (laughs) soon soon oh my god everything about this is upsetting i want to i want to invent time travel now just so i can do this Oh, my oh God. why did you invent time travel? I wanted to be creepy <laughs> to my inconsiderate fucking roommates. <laughs> and literally fucking roommates. Yeah. Wow. All right, well, let's get back to Foofer. Oh, okay. So we learned there's a guy named Dr. Pavlov, who's a psychiatrist for dogs who helps with sleep problems, which is a very specific thing for them to see at this one particular moment. But that's where we are. Here's the deal. Like, sure, in 1988 or whenever this is, that was probably a little weird. I guarantee you, you walk down any street in Los Angeles uh, today, you go far enough and you will find a a sleep doctor for dogs. Oh, uh, yeah. But I will will say that things like uh, subliminal messages for sleep and weight loss and all that were huge at this time period before people realized they don't actually work. Uh, I had tapes like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they sold those tapes 
constantly back then. So this this to me makes more sense for back then. I agree that the pet angle, but like back then it was people were like, oh shit, I can be hypnotized into losing weight. I can listen to a tape at night that makes me smarter and blah, blah, blah. So this was big back then. I I appreciate like there's not too much to this cartoon and it's definitely not a smart cartoon by by any stretch of the imagination. I appreciate the fact that the two adults are are named escrow and she's trying to sell a house and Pavlov and he's about like training (laughs) training dogs because kids don't get that shit. I love that. Kids do not get kids don't know what what. Uh, escrow is adults barely know what escrow is it took me a while (laughs) (laughs) so i looked up sleep doctor for dogs and i just wanted to share the top question that came up was is there a cpap machine for dogs (laughs) and i had to click the carrot to find out it turns out there is no cpap machine available for dogs so i'm sorry people at home if your dog has sleep apnea you're just gonna have to live with it uh, it's untapped market. So the first person to invent a CPAP machine for dogs will be a billionaire. I'll just go ahead and put that out there. Oh, that makes me sad. Sorry. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Take your meat, Cobra. Wait till you meet Slaughter's Marauders. Slaughter's Marauders camouflage. They can't be seen. But you better believe they're me, they're me. And spirit and footloose on the attack. Waters, marauders to the rescue. Hey, this. Yo, yo. Nobody beats GI Joe. GI Joe. Waters, marauders. Equalizer, armadillo, and links figure sold separately. Nobody beats GI Joe. Yo, Joe. Now back to GI Joe. So they decide to, they like, decide, okay, on. you can't. Yes. Snoring dogs are adorable. What are you talking about, no, Gina? No, it means yeah. that they're fat. What? Oh, snoring means you're fat? I can, I can vouch. <laughs> I'll have you know, I was snoring when I wasn't fat. <laughs> there was a time. So I'm they decide saying... I'll go to the beauty parlor. No, I'm moving forward. But, yeah, yeah, like, yeah no, you. she's gonna say please she's gonna say more <laughs> hurtful things to <laughs> me. No, everything she says is going to lead to therapy. No, I was gonna uh, say I'm not uh, saying snoring for always means fat. It doesn't always, but it helps. <laughs> put it that way. Uh, so they decide to go to the beauty parlor, which is great. So I think it's the middle of the night at this point. So why not? They end up going in there and they're going to try to treat Fritz, Fritz Carlos. The notion here is they're going to find some sort of a hair tonic or gel to, <laughs> to use on Fritz Carlos. That's going to cause him to regrow his hair, which I would point out his hair is fine. There's like he's worried about losing 10, 11, 12 hairs in the shower. Like that's normal and will happen. Once he starts getting stressed, it looks like it's sitting. Like once he starts getting stressed, it looks Uh like it's sitting. And as someone who has dated dudes who still have full heads of hair to this day, but were obsessed with whether or not they were going to lose it, this tracks to me. This is like, oh, wow. Okay. Like I've dated dudes who used to do like the finger check of like how many fingers their hairline was away from their eyebrows. Gina, we're not talking about hair anymore, are we? <laughs> no, I definitely did not think that was going to lead to hair. Nope. 
nope. we're back to my roommates in college again. <laughs> uh, oh but yeah, God. he he this this little Juan Carlos uh dog. What's his Fritz name? Carlos. Fritz Carlos. Juan Carlos. Whoa, sort of. Was he the goodness is that? No, there's a character uh, like uh, uh Juan Carlos. You know, King of Spain, Juan Carlos. And then there's a character on some show named Juan Carlo. And I'm trying to remember what show Are it was. Are you thinking of Giancarlo Esposito? He's an actor. Yeah. Yeah. From, yeah. I am thinking of from Breaking Bad. Uh, Juan Carlo from Winona Earp. Mm, okay. Uh, not, none, of these, none of these are dogs, though. So, uh, but, but Fritz Carlos definitely seems like the like the vein type he take he it it took him a long time to grow out that mustache that's yes. fair that's a very pr- a prominent mustache yeah and unfortunately they buzz off half of it because he lets a dog run clippers into it which first off that's on you fritz carlos i don't blame the dog with the buzz clip for you losing half your mustache, but obviously yeah, they, he, he freaks he had, out about that too. He had a lot of outs there because they, they made sure to telegraph that. So the, all the children would not be surprised when it happened. It was like, Oh, I've got these clippers. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm losing control of the clippers. And he's like, well, d- don't do that. Be careful of those clippers. What are you talking about? And it's a whoa, 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 whoa. And like 30 seconds later of, of Lotsy later, eventually she cuts it off. Yeah, and I just wrote here, Fritz needs to get over some shit. Like, he really, like, his he's freaking out over a whole lot of nothing. And to what Gina said, I think explains a lot as far as that psyche in a lot of men, which, uh, quite frankly, I've known for a long time that my hair would be leaving me, uh, just like everyone else. And, I, and yes, and let's I've talk about your baseball very, caps, Ray. Very young age. Let's I've been talk wearing about baseball them. caps on the reg for a long time. One, mm-hmm. because I find it comfortable. And two, my my head my head sunburns, which is quite frankly the most normal reason. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I have to admit, if I was if I was his wife, Hazel, who we're gonna find out in the next episode, does a lot of emotional labor, unappreciated emotional labor around this also house. Also, labor, labor, just straight up labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's true. Fair. Uh, that's true. Uh, I I don't know if I would put up with this. If if I was dating someone who was so anxious about maybe someday losing his hair that he w- could not sleep, I think I would. I think it would be time for the old doggy divorce. Mm, here's the thing. <laughs> uh, that uh, I, be- I believe her name is Hazel. Yeah, Hazel. Uh, Hazel. Hazel fucks. And yeah. whoever she's married That's to true. has got a fuck too. So I think a lot of this, I mean, honestly, she probably married him because uh, of his hair, because he was, you know, yeah. he's got the sexy accent, all of this stuff. So like she's, she's staying there uh, because she's into that. And, you know, like he may have a legitimate reason for being concerned that she'll leave if it, oh, the hair goes away. Okay. So. I, well, they are the only two characters on this show that for some reason have human hair mm-hmm. and also she weird. she definitely seems like she's into a specific thing because she's a big girl like she's i'm looking at their picture now and she's, she's one of the larger than one of is. the big dogs in the house and he is a small dog so yeah i think she's a little freaky she's got yeah. human hair on her fucking head she she found a dog priest to marry her to the tiniest dog she could find with the biggest yeah. mustache yeah, I get it. This all makes sense. <laughs> so 
we meet up with Pepe, who's the villain dog, who's a little tiny, what, chihuahua, I guess, or something like to that effect? Uh, miniature schnauzer. Min- there you go. Oh, wait, so, no, that's what Fritz Carlos is. Uh, is a chihuahua. Yeah. It's a chihuahua. Yeah. It feels like a chihuahua. So yeah. they decide, okay, we didn't quite get what we wanted here, so now we're going to go see what that doctor's all about and raid his office after hours. So they all go to break into the doctor's office, but also Pepe is being taken to the same doctor for anxiety issues. So now all the hijinks are about to ensue. So they're all the the heroes are looking around the office trying to steal stuff. And also Pepe has anxiety because he's the only one that knows the truth about the dog squatters. It's fair. Which we only find out when we read the Wikipedia page of this show. (laughs) Like even nobody on the show will find out because we had to find out through Wikipedia. Yeah. So his his owner, his owner is like, why you always barking, dude? And he's barking at the other dogs to be like hey get out of get out of my lady's house or pay rent or something and she's like oh you're being silly oh no you have anxiety so then she takes she takes him to the uh the hypnotist and then the other dogs show up and give him more anxiety this is Mm -hmm, how dogs get unfairly institutionalized Uh -uh, uh uh-uh this dog is a snitch he gets exactly what he deserves wow have You're we telling ruled me out if you saw a, you you saw a bunch of people in your house you wouldn't be like hey there's a bunch of people in my house Let me tell you a little story about a dog <laughs> named Anne Frankfurter She lived in Germany <laughs> in the late 30s and she got ratted out if you will <laughs> Look, unless dog, this dog's which is, main concern is hair loss, I don't see the parallels. I just want to know, have we ruled out the idea that none of these characters exist and they're all in Peppy's mind who's having a breakdown? Oh, yeah, that's the that's the that's the series finale that the, you, you find that out in the series finale. <laughs> I hope we do. They, they we added are turning the this show into the a last food. part. By Season five. Way. We pretended we were doing uh, G.I. Joe Extreme. This is now a Foofer show. We're going to do all 24 episodes of Foofer. 24? I cannot believe they made 24 episodes of this. 26. Wow. Even more. There we go. Wow. And how many were clip shows? so, okay, so they look around. Uh, Pepe ends up freaking out. He jumps onto the dock. Uh, he is, There's a ch- little bone charm, and this is bizarre to me. They're using a bone charm on Pepe, which puts Miss Escrow to sleep. Pepe ends up uh, uh, jumping the doctor because he sees the dogs behind him. The dogs grab the charm and run off with it, try to use it for like one second on Fritz Carlos, and then throw it away. So what was even the point of that section? And then they give Fritz Carlos a fake mustache to attach to his real one, which goes on way too well. I would start there. And then Fritz Carlos says, you know what? I'm actually fine. He rips off the fake mustache and says, I have friends. I'll be fine. End of episode. Uh, no, here's the thing. They have a little cute moment at the at the end where, yes, they buy him a fake mustache to put, uh, like, which he wasn't concerned about losing his mustache hair. He was lo- concerned about losing his head hair, but whatever. Well, he was concerned about it when they cut it the yeah, fuck off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But they don't, so they never really fix his head hair problem, but they're like, hey, we can fix this problem that we made ourselves. Here's a fake mustache. And there is a cute, like little kids show moment where he's where Foofer says, and so you don't feel self-conscious about the fake mustache. 
And then all of them have the the glasses with the fake mustache attached. Oh yes, I'm sorry, and, you're right. And they that's all put on a, fake that's mustaches. a cute little moment, and and so it earns him his oh, who cares what I look like? I have friends, uh, which I thought was cute. The real hair club for dogs was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and that ends part one of hold on. FIFA. Uh I need please, to talk about this. Okay, please. <sighs> so there's there's a character. Uh-oh. I found an open window. Let's party. What kind of accent is that? A cool, a one cool more guy accent? That's the cat, right? Yeah, that's the cat. The cat who wears a Japanese headband. He does? Yeah. What exactly are we looking for, noble leader? His name I mean, is his jive. name is Fencer, and he's a, he's described on Wikipedia as a cat with a penchant for the martial arts. So okay, so you know what he's uh uh, uh he is because uh, that is sort of a jive speak uh, if I remember airplane correctly, Barbara Billingsley. A A V E African American vernacular English. It took me until this yeah. sentence here. Uh, Do we look bad or what? That was the point okay. where I realized. Okay, this is a uh, um, a black coated character. Okay. It took me a while because at first I thought it was. Here's what I'm going to say because I just looked up the actor, the voice actor. He yes. he is a black Hanna Barbera regular yes. voice actor. So it is not. I feel very differently about it, knowing that he voiced it and made those decisions on his own. I ev- well, I looked better. it up specifically because I was concerned it was a white guy because it was so oh. weird. Like it was really light and it was hard to tell yeah. what they were also, going for. In 1986 would not have been abnormal too, I would point out. Yeah, yeah, which is why I'm actually I'm actually on board. I'm I, looking at his picture right now. He looks pretty cool. Yep. He's got a leather jacket uh, on. He died in 2002 at the age of 43. So Yeah, that's sad. Too young. That's not great. Yeah. Uh, he, he did remind me of Jazz from the Transformers. That's the same kind of vibe, right? He remind you of Scatman Crawlers? Really? <laughs> it's it's not that really, different of vocal performance, is it? Yeah, it is. A really? Lot. Well, that's how I remember a lot, it. A lot. Oh, boy. Well, guys, <sighs> thank you so much. I'll be going back to the MRA show. <laughs> But no, it's where they take a character that is uh, doesn't necessarily have those defining features, and they put this affectation on it. Is that unfair to say? Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right, I'll put my hood off then. <laughs> so part two, dear Lord, part two is we have, we open with, with the second part of the episode, and once again, we cut to all the characters sleeping again. What is it with this show in this pilot Look, leading us to see everyone sleeping? Have you ever met dogs and cats? They don't really do that much. They like to sleep. That's fair, but when I want a pilot, I want something to drive the action such as it is. I mean, that's, like I said, that's the thing, is that the whole vibe is intended it you know like you could you could get your kid at like you know 15 minutes before bed have him run around the house start shaking him start screaming pull out balloons and like loud noises and then go like okay good night kiddo or you could like hold them and calmly read them a story and maybe put on some like whale music and just like chill them the fuck out yeah and put on, this put cartoon, on cartoon quaaludes 
Yes. That's the point of this thing. Chen, which of those two things do you honestly think I do? Uh, well, considering how often you're running late for this, yeah, because uh, your kid is still up and screaming, and uh, considering how many times you've had to like uh, bail out so that you could, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's part one. Part one is the answer. There's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, jumping up and down yeah. and uh, cartwheels and fun. Quite frankly, it's more fun than well, whale noises. Now you know. Because you know what, uh, my kid sleeps just fine. And my life is so much better for it. Wow. I'm so he's mad showing at you right his now. kid Foofer every <laughs> night. Look, if my, kid, if my kid grows up not watching Foofer, I'll be okay. <laughs> uh, I've seen enough for the two of us. So well, we, we look up, they're in a hammock outside, and they look up, there's the cat in the window, the rats are coming after him. So the cat goes out the window, jumps down the chimney, and ends up trashing the entire house. At first, I was curious, especially because of the way the first. Um, segment started i was like wait a minute is the setup supposed to be that these uh rats are fucking with the cat and no one knows that they just know that the cat freaks out because they're all dogs he's a cat so like is are they like responding to him as a cat like oh, oh god this fucking nervous good... ass cat why is he screaming yeah uh and they don't know that the rats are there but there was at least one point where uh they were fucking with the cat and you could the yeah. dog could clearly, the, the rat was still in the eye line of the dog. So I thought, oh, I guess that's not the case. Yeah, you're but looking also, for layers that are not there. Yeah, well, because they're like, they don't acknowledge the rats ever, which is weird because yeah. they have a fucking hose f- just spraying water on, on the cat. You think you would have brought that up? Like, could you like not bring that in the house? You oh, filthy fucking rat. These these uh, These rats are called the Rat Brothers. Of course they are. How has that answered the question in any way? I don't know, but I like I like that there's a whole thing behind them. Uh. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know one thing Gina loves backstory. <laughs> she goes nuts for it. Oh my god! So they trash the house. I feel like this this Wikipedia page is the pitch bible for for the show, but none of these facts ever made it into the show. It's like when J.K. Rowling is like, "Oh yeah, I have a whole backstory on every single character, even though ninety percent of it never made it into Harry Potter." (laughs) Well, the whole notion that wizards just shit themselves and then magicked the poop away is still one of my favorite things (laughs) of all time. The idea that anytime you're looking at a wizard, there's a reasonable chance, a non-zero chance, he is pooping. <laughs> I don't know. You you get on with your bad self, JK. Uh, but please don't, because it's actually a pretty bad self. Okay, so they trashed the house. Hazel's pissed. Hazel is just like, yo, we got to clean this whole house again. Yeah, because she's just gotten done cleaning. And yeah. as as a very tidy person... I I appreciate her struggle of of I just cleaned this. Can you not then come and dump all your clothes by the side of the bed, please? Can you appreciate the struggle though of having to clean up behind what is it like six roommates? Oh, it, it's, it's pretty clear none of them do any other housework. Yeah, it's terrible, and it's clear it's one of those cases where it's clear that she enjoys cleaning. But she wants them to appreciate it and at least try. And they don't. And also, like, again, as someone with a very, very sensitive sense of smell, dogs are stinky. 
Like, I don't care how often you get your dog bathed or groomed or whatever. Dogs just have a stink to them. And that gets into everything. And so she's doing her best to keep a lovely home. And then this happens. Not even just a lovely home. Like, if the house is trashed, this uh, escrow lady is going to come in and be like, what the hell is going on? I got to do something about it. And then they're going to get caught and, and booted. Yeah, which, so, like, which they have to... is basically the plot of this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, but, but that's what she does okay on the normal, a regular basis, though. Because if the house is trashed, then she can't sell it. So right. she brings in people to sell the house who are interested. And they're like, yo, this house is trashed. Now, I don't understand how that makes a difference. <laughs> There's an assumption that you're buying a house. You would pay a cleaning crew to be in there a couple days before you are to just take care of it. No, I get this because if you, if you go see a house and it's trashed, first of all, if you're, if they're staging the house, like what is, what does that mean? What did it look well, like before? True. And second of all, if this is how the people who live there before treated the house, then there's going to be a lot of other shit that, that like below the surface that you need to get fixed. Yeah. Well, the dogs that make the make the decision to clean the house and hijinks ensue with, you know, the, the classic with the, the soap and the brushes and riding them on the house. And it's just dumb. And so they end up cleaning the entire first floor and they're all just like, yo, we did it. It's Miller time. Let's do this. And Hazel's like, yo, dicks, there's two more floors of this house. This is only part of the job. And everybody's kind of pissed. But yeah, I, I will say I don't the, the part of this episode that I don't like is the fact that it starts with like Hazel's almost done cleaning the house. One of the others fucks up the house and she very rightfully so is like, hey, I'm not cleaning this all again myself, which, by the way, I just did. Everyone fucking clean it. Then they get lazy halfway through and she's like, did I not say everyone needs to fucking clean it? And they're like, you're being a real grump. And then in the yeah. end, she fucking apologizes to them when See, she I knew, should I knew. be saying, hey, bitch, I'm not doing this again myself. Now you know how much work goes into it, so you can't mm -hmm. claim ignorance. And y'all better pitch in because I'm not your fucking mom. So, yep. Gina, jumping ahead to what I have actually notated, Gina, how did you feel about Hazel apologizing <laughs> for being such a nag about cleaning the house? <laughs> I I I I, I, I didn't like this. Uh, uh, I I feel like they were trying to be fair at the end here, where they're like, "Oh, the boy dogs will apologize, and then the lady dog will be like, I apologize for being such a nag.'" Yeah, <laughs> that's this what was, happened. This was not a situation where she should in any way have been apologizing. They nope. could have set it up so that you know, like, uh, you know, they're falling behind on you know their whatever, and she's like, "Hey, you." You do this, you know, uh, but it's clear that they do none of it. And and um, that like like she is being put through so much work. And again, not just like, uh, you know, keeping things tidy, like for their livelihoods. Otherwise, they're going to get kicked out of this place. Right. So like, I mean, nobody is bringing in money. It's not like, uh, you know, they're all going out to work and, you know, paying the rent on this shit. You don't know this. Actually, Fufer owns a lot of Tesla stock. So mm -hmm. it pays, pays off uh, with what dividends. I don't think there's a lot of uh, interest accruing on any of that. I, I don't think there's a lot of dividends in Tesla stock either. Now that I no, think about no, it. No. I will say that I do appreciate that because uh, when you were saying emotional labor, I was kind of like uh, uh, saying like it's labor labor um, because I, I I feel like a, 
uh, Fritz Carlo actually does a he's he's a good husband. He's really supportive of her um, and uh, like gives her praise and is like like super sweet uh, when it's, you know, like not it's not like he's doing it just to like, uh, you know, like apologize kind of thing. He just seems like a genuinely caring. He seems like a nice guy. But I will say she has the emotional labor part comes when she has to explain to them. Hey, we have to keep cleaning. Hey, cleaning is hard. Hey, this. So there's there's both kinds of labor here because because you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to explain to grown dogs how to clean. Yeah, well, like I I think of emotional shouldn't labor as something don't. that like um uh uh, uh like uh, if they're uh, like a reasonable person you know uh, uh might misunderstand him stuff and then you know someone has to uh, do some work so that they can you know get up to speed. But I feel like these dogs are so unreasonable. It's just way beyond that. Like she is doing some next level. Like she's a she's a slave. Yeah, she's a slave. Uh, yeah, and I also think that like there are there are common life things that if you need to be brought up to speed on them, I don't have time for that shit. And yeah. one of yeah, those yeah. things is how to properly clean. Like if you're older than twenty two. <laughs> I'm going to say, and you don't like know how to clean. Uh, and these dogs are all clearly supposed to be adults. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. I Every don't have time for that shit. Bizarre. Yeah. Ray is bailed out of this conversation. Cause he's like, I, I already know how I mean, bad I'm going to look at it. So there's really no reason. Yeah. I, this is, this is, this is why I will never be married because I refuse to explain to someone how to be alive. Mm hmm. It's uh yeah, I mean look, <laughs> I, have I mean you know nothing, they nothing to add here. They they sell models that actually know how to do this kind of stuff. Like you know, uh, <laughs> just because you're going to the um the used car lot over and over again and wondering why you keep getting lemons, like I can you can afford it now? Go get yourself a an Acura. Look, I I told you that uh, Brett Goldstein has not returned my phone calls. This okay, is the real well, tragedy here. I didn't say a Rolls Royce. I said an Acura. Like set your sights doable. <laughs> no, Gina. You know what? I think you can get that guy. I just think you need the right setup. Yeah. If I, anybody I, at home look, knows this I, guy from Ted Lasso. I have a lot of unearned confidence when it comes to getting dates. And I'm confident that if I am ever at an awards show with him, I'm going to fucking go for it. <laughs> I, why wouldn't you? Here's what the thing. have you got to lose? Also, I think it would work. I think it would pay off. I think this is ma- going to happen. We are all of us are two and possibly even one degree removed from Brett Goldstein. So it is not that far a thing that we could possibly make happen and just spring on Gina. Like he, he just show up at her door one day and then, then see how it goes. Oh yeah. I, I, like a hundred percent. I, the next time I see Brendan, Brendan hunt, I am going to tell him, Hey, can you text your buddy and tell him I want to date him? There it is. I'm wondering how we can get uh, Brett Goldstein as a judge on who would win now, just so Gina could accidentally. Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't my episode. Anyway, Brett. (laughs) Uh, How did you get on this Internet call? We were not. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I seem to have opened the wrong door to the 
recording. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm only wearing a towel, even though it's audio only. Wait a minute. Are you in my closet? Are you? Is the call coming from inside the house? Oops, Brad, I dropped my towel. Imagine what that looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, so let's wrap up this foofer garbage. Um, There are two characters who are dog catchers, which are apparently also antagonists, who now are moonlighting as uh, cleaners of houses. David Doyle and... Michael Bell. Yeah. Uh-huh, oh, it was uh-huh. Michael Bell. Yep, 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 yep. I, I caught that. Uh, and so they're very lazy. They're very dumb. And they end up, this is just a weird thing because they end up catching Pepe because they are dog catchers and Pepe got loose. And there's some weird thing where they're essentially told they can keep cleaning the house forever. I was very confused over some of these plot points. Uh, and I really stopped well caring by the time this I think, part rolled I think up. they think like this lady is a little crazy. Because she hired them to clean what she thought was a filthy house. And in the time that it took them to get there, the dogs cleaned it. So they showed up and they're like, oh, all right, it's already fucking pretty clean. And then she shows up, thinks they did it, and is like, oh, lovely. You did a lovely job. So they're probably thinking, oh, this is a crazy lady mm-hmm. who who is just going to keep hiring us even though it's already clean. We don't really have to do that much. Maybe we'll rearrange a couple of things. Okay, that's fair. So I think that that's what's going on. I I just I, I completely lost traction at this point of the uh, thing. Uh, the house ends up getting messed up again. Uh, they she's about to bring like a whole busload of people over to come take a look at. It. Like this is the big sell. So she's got an entire like crew of potential buyers. She's bringing in all at once to get it done. Now that the house is clean, I've never bought a house. Is uh, did you routinely uh, get on buses to go visit houses? <laughs> Yeah, pretty I think much that the this entire is just time. One yeah. big family, to be honest, because there's like a little kid with a balloon, and there's like a dad. Oh. I think it's just. I one thought they big said family. that it was like multiple buyers involved in everything, unless unless the whole family is competing with each other. No, mm-hmm. I thought like the first the first woman who showed up was the first buyer, and then this is like the second buyer. But I don't know. I think I might have zoned out. Also, it's it's pretty much gone. So the clean the house is clean at this point. The cleaners fall asleep on the couch, waiting for the buyers to show up, which is also weird. Sure. Why would you want the cleaners to be there to greet you when you open the door? Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so the, the foofer and company have to mess up the house again, but they have to do it quietly. And so they do a whole thing with like cushions and pillows and they F the entire house up. The people show up. Everybody doesn't want to buy it cause it's terrible. And Hazel apologizes for nagging them the whole time because a dirty house ended up saving their butts. That's foofer. And it's foofer. Uh, this could have yeah. been worse. This could have been worse. L- this, like, yeah. I I don't know. This could have been interesting. I think is where I would have started. It certainly could have. And like like I said, like the the feeling I got watching it was uh, was just kind of like a just a general calming kind of thing, which yeah. is not what I'm looking for. But I understand it, and so I think it is succeeding. Um, uh, this feels like it was a late because like the uh, uh, uh strawberry shortcake like that kind of thing never happened again really this feels like of that school and probably one of the last of them everything from that point on was like 
rah, go get him. We got we got things to do. Is it? Or, I know. feel like I feel like what's that fucking little? I feel like isn't I've never seen it. I've seen parodies of it. Isn't Dora very chill? Isn't she just like? But that's an educational show. Oh yeah, um, all right. Like, and yeah, the whole um, point is to like like teach kids things. Whereas this is straight up entertainment. It's just the f- you know dogs doing hijinks. Yeah, real low key hijinks. Right, kids are very stupid though. They can't tell the difference between like a regular show and, so- and a show that's trying to teach them something. Are you saying that? the show that you wrote for a regular show uh, they couldn't tell the difference uh no because that was that was not a little kids show that was a that had an it was a regular show rating <laughs> you just said regular show yeah and- no i'm with chan on this one it was pretty clear what you said but i feel like kid like i feel like foofer is for little kids I don't think Foofer's for anyone. Let me start there. Foofer is a show where I, nothing I, I, happens. Like, I have a feeling when my like niece and nephew were around five and when certain parts of certain Disney movies were still too scary for their candy asses, I think that they probably would have enjoyed Foofer. I... I'm sorry to hear that. I'm very uh, sorry. To hear that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they would have thought it was boring, but I think a five-year-old would probably watch this and and be like, "Dogs." Well, Chan, I'm not doing it, so you have to. No, no, not even. We have Bluey now. The technology has advanced to the I point mean, where dog cartoons are watchable. Hey, Chan. Speaking of Bluey, did you know that a show called My Three Dads just talked about Bluey in their most recent episode? Never heard of it. Also, oh. I have no idea which is our most recent episode. So, well, the most recent one that just dropped like a few days ago or a week ago at this point is Bluey and getting your kids to keep their clothes on. How about My Three Dads starring Ray Stacanis, Robert Clark Chan, and Marshall Givens talking about parenting? Yeah, that's promotion. Uh, those are three people you absolutely do not want to hear talking about parenting. So, like, <laughs> uh, get in on that action. Based on listening to the show, it sounds like they do a terrible job. <laughs> Hey, maybe check out My Three Dads if you got this far in the episode. Uh, we need the listens, quite frankly. <laughs> it's a it's a fine show, as is the entire stable of uh, Fat Robot Studios productions. Thank you. Is that what we're calling it now? It's <laughs> in my head. That's what I call it. I mean, here's the deal. That's fine. <laughs> so, guys, wrapping up our thoughts on Foofer, uh, uh, any final uh, thoughts we'd like to impart? Because the ca- I will say this about Foofer. The vocal cast, the artist that they got to do VO is excellent. You know, you got a lot of very, very talented people in there from Michael Bell to Don Messick and, 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 and Frank Welker. Like, there's a lot of very talented people. It's Hanna-Barbera. So they got a little money somewhere and they put it all towards their vocal talent, who is very, very good. I wish they would have had a little bit more to do than what they did. Yeah, I'm not saying it's it's great or even memorable. I'm just saying it's not. It didn't actively make me angry. I mean, here's the deal. It was uh, they made a comic book out of it. Yes, really. Um, yes, like Star Comics, which was uh, Marvel's like kids imprint. Mm-hmm. They did a series of Foofer. So I don't know if it was just like a marketing decision or. You know, the show was actually good enough that uh, they wanted to make it, but, you know, somebody believed in it. 
Uh, I mean, it got made and it got a second season. So somebody, somebody was pulling the switch. If, mm. if I was a little kid and this was on, I would probably be too lazy to go find my parents to ask them to change the channel, and I would watch it. You have I to. Think that's what they're get counting your on. Parents to change the channel. I don't know how Good things Lord. worked back in the eighties. Did they have remote controls back then? I feel like our there was they a, had legs. Uh, yeah, and our hands. TV was one of those that was like it. It might have been like up on something, and there were knobs involved. Every part of this is upsetting. Do you know the TVs back then had knobs? Yeah, Ugh. they did have knobs. Gina had to get her servants to uh, change the channel for I had, her. Look, I had a little bell, and if I rang it, someone showed up. You know what, though? But who has the energy to ring that bell? Am I right? <laughs> no, I had, I had someone to ring the bell for me, and then Thank another you. person would show Thank up. You. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's foo for everybody. Uh, guys, everything you want to plug before we get out of here today? I'm not yeah. doing jack shit. <laughs> Somebody buy Gina's show. That's what I've that's what I've learned this week. <laughs> if you're listening to this, buy Gina's show. She needs to pay rent. I will say. <laughs> well, you can find us in many different places. You can go to facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Guys, I had an idea and I want to share it with you, the people. You tell me if you like it, you love it, you hate it. I just bought me, I might have drunk bought a handful of more G.I. Joe Find Your Fate books. <laughs> That we haven't done yet. I may have shared this with the crew. And uh, Chan and Gina, uh, uh, blessed as they are, are not as excited about doing Find Your Fate books as I am. I was wondering if we got all the people on Patreon, much like we did for the Losers Bracket episode of the show. And we got together on a weekend afternoon. And everybody in the chat could vote on the decisions in the book of which directions we go. And we turned it into a live episode that uh, ends up making its way onto the Patreon-only feed. Is that something you Patreon folks would be interested in being a part of? Tweet at G.I. Joe Podcast. Tweet at Almighty Ray. Uh, I know you're all going to tweet at Gina anyway and not tag the rest of it. I know. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I will say, tweet those things. Let me know if it's a good idea. If enough people kind of are behind it, maybe I'll put that together one of these weekends on a Saturday uh, afternoon or something, and we can just like have some fun with it and do a little Patreon uh, fun. So that's my idea. So go to patreon.com slash knowing except the podcast if you would like to join the Patreon for the show. Uh, otherwise, you get us up on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast, as I mentioned before. Individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And that has been Foofer. We'll be back with episode two of G.I. Joe Extreme next week, maybe with a very big guest, maybe with nothing but our but our warm selves. What an extreme. G.I. Joe Extreme. What? That's that that's the end of the show. Uh. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. 
We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.